Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Neverland. Tonight, we shall read the next chapter to Peter Pan, the 1911 novel by J.M. Barrie. An easy way to listen to this continuing story in order is at snoozecast.com series. When we left off, Wendy tells a story to the Lost Boys in their underground home. Her story has an ulterior motive. She wants to break the spell of Neverland and return to their parents and home. Peter refuses to go, but reluctantly arranges to help them leave when they realize that a battle between their protecting tribe above ground and the evil-doing pirates has begun. Get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter 12 The Children Are Carried Off The pirates had been a complete surprise, a sure proof that the unscrupulous Hook had conducted it improperly, 
or to surprise tribal warriors fairly is beyond the wit of most men. The pirates have made a rude stockade on the summit of yonder undulating ground, at the foot of which a stream runs, for it is destruction to be too far from water. Through the long night the tribal scouts wriggle, snake-like, among the grass, without stirring a blade. The brushwood closes behind them, as silently as sand, into which a mole has dived. Not a sound is to be heard, save when they give vent to a wonderful imitation of the lonely call of the coyote. The cry is answered by other braves, and some of them do it even better than the coyotes, who are not very good at it. So, the chill hours wear on. That this was the usual procedure was so well known to Hook that in disregarding it, he cannot be excused on the plea of ignorance. Here, dreaming, though wide awake, of what they would do with the pirates at break of day, those warriors were found by the treacherous Hook. From the accounts afterwards supplied by the scouts as escaped, he does not seem even to have paused at the rising ground, though it is certain that in the gray light he must have seen it. What could the bewildered scouts do, masters as they were of every warlike artifice, save this one, but trot helplessly after him, exposing themselves to view? while they gave pathetic utterance to the coyote cry. Around the brave tiger lily were a dozen of her stoutest warriors, and they suddenly saw the perfidious pirates bearing down upon them. Fell from their eyes then the film through which they had looked at victory, Terrible as the sudden appearance of the pirates must have been to them, they remained stationary for a moment, not a muscle moving, as if the foe had come by invitation. Then the air was torn with the war cry, but it was now too late. It was a terrible fight, and many perished on both sides, but mostly on the tribal warrior's side. What were Hook's own feelings about himself at that triumphant moment? Fain would have dogs have known, as breathing heavily and wiping their cutlasses, they gathered at a discreet distance from his hook and squinted through their ferret eyes.